What's up everyone? Welcome to the Decan Show and this is a series called Legal-ish. It's a series where we talk about all the legal questions that we have or you may have and we do so every week with everyone's favorite lawyer, Ahmed Oda. Welcome to your tribe. Yeah, what's up everybody and welcome to another session of Legal-ish on the Decan Show with our favorite lawyer, Ahmed Oda in the building. What's going on? What's up, guys? How you doing? All good, my man. How are you, Reem? How's your day been? The day has been great. The week has been great. Things are looking up, Reem. So I'm hoping everyone else is having a great week, too. And we got the green tea on lock. So, you know, you know, you got, you, you know, we know you're bringing it today. Yes, sir. All right. So let's kick it. Let's kick this off with our Arab tech updates. Um, this is an update of an expected update, really. <laughs> Today, Arab Tech has an, uh, the Arab Tech board has announced that they are meeting on Wednesday for the final time before facing their shareholders at a virtual General Assembly meeting to discuss the liquidation. So really, it's not much of an update. It is an update on an update. It's just an, and this is probably going to be an ongoing update for the next few months. I don't I don't think anything's going to happen to such a, a giant of a company over the next month. But let's see. Definitely. I mean, for the next few months, if not for the year. So stay tuned as we progress on this, baby. All right. So straight hot off the presses. We got news today. By the time this episode releases, it's already been a couple of days in with this one. But this is how we do. The UAE revamps foreign ownership rules for commercial companies, a.k.a. You can, as foreign investors and business owners, you can own companies in mainland without the Emirati partner as part of their new announcement. Ahmed, can you please clarify this one for us? I mean, this just came in like, what, three hours ago? Yeah, I just received also the draft of the cabinet resolution that would, that would maybe be, will be passed, but we'll see. And what it basically says, it just shows the all the activities that might be exempted from the 51-49% shareholding. Uh, so there's about 122 activities economic activities of various types in manufacturing and trading, uh, growing uh, fruits and vegetables. So this is something that is yet subject to change as we, we expect. But also, if you've read the article, the one that was, I think, on the national news, it said that the whatever changes are going to take place will be enforced within six months from the date that the, uh, the resolution is passed. So from now until six months, we'll have to see what, what happens and how the government is going to make changes to that effect. Obviously, this is, I think that this has came, this has come as a result of Saudi adopting the, abolishing the 51% rule as well. It makes it quite competitive for foreign investment, to be honest, in the Khalij. Once KSA did that, it became quite competitive. And it's good to see that the UAE is giving even ground to investors that want to come to the Khalij, you know, and have have options, have some competition. Yeah, so we're yet to see what what impact it'll, it'll make, but of course it is a good thing and it does encourage foreign direct investment. Let's see. So just for the for um, people who are thinking of investing in the UAE or people who are thinking of starting their business, what's the clear difference between a free zone and a mainland business? Oh, we're going there right now. Okay, <laughs> well, 
free zone ownership is really the the main advantage of that is that you get 100% ownership on the license. You don't need an Emirati to to be a 51% partner on the license. And that means you have complete control and ownership and do whatever you like without anybody else's, uh, any, anyone else's in control. But that's if you want to set up your own thing. Of course, if you want to partner with somebody else, you can always partner with a foreign, uh, with a foreign investor. You don't have to partner with an Emirati. You're free to choose to, you know, to have agreements with whoever you like. Also, it's 100% tax free. And, you know, it comes with all the sort of tax uh, exemption benefits, which we all already have in the country with the, of course, with the exception of VAT. So, yes. So there are benefits to being in the free zone, but um, I I think that that's one of the things that we're all kind of here to discuss today. We've, we've kind of under the cover, under, under the table called it the SME episode, because we have so many questions about setting up businesses, especially in this new time where, you know, it seems like the landscape is changing dramatically and there are so many options. So OT and I are considering, you know, opening a few more businesses and we're like, where we just don't, the first question is where does, where do we open? Because there's so many options and you don't know which ones are legitimate. So what we've tried to do today is organize this in a sort of cohesive fashion and give you the best advice. Um, one of the things that we want to be clear about is that when you hire a PRO in the UAE, you are, each PRO has a benefit to be gained from promoting a certain um, tr- free zone. They're all different. It's all different, but don't forget a PRO is still a business. So just like I had, I had to learn the interesting way, not necessarily the hard way. The PRO that you are signing up with may not necessarily be advocating for your best interests. They might be ad- advocating for their benefit. So just be aware of that when you're doing your research and really understand what's good for you because all the information's out there. Uh, what we're giving you guys today is a summary unbiased <laughs> of the best places to open your SME or your business, big or small, in the UAE. Highlight unbiased. <laughs> unbiased. That's- yeah. Very much. Yeah. No hate on them, of course. Business and corporation companies have, you know, they're businesses. At the end of the day, they have to they have to get the referral rates from someplace and, you know, they have to tie up with those free zones that give them the best rates and and so on. But I'm sure a part of it is also for the benefit of the end user, <laughs> the customer. It's not all doom and gloom. Uh, yeah. To start off, I think it's best first to, to address that not all trading activities, economic activities could be, uh, you could set up a free zone for it. Some activities you can, a law firm, a a litigation or a law firm that goes to court, you can't go and set up a free zone for that. It doesn't work. Or an auditing firm, you can't. A real estate firm cannot be a free zone either. So not all the activities or so it could be, you know, applied to a free zone. Now, moving on, there are 49 free zones in the UAE. That's a lot of free zones to sift through for the type of activity that you want to set up. And it's no, no one size fits all. No free zone is the same. They're not created equal. Some have, be- some have better management. Some are more cost effective. Some have amenities like freehold ownership. Some are convenient in terms of setting up and the location of the office, how close it is to the center of the city. And some are more geared towards the type of business activity that you're, that you want to establish if you're depending, depending on that, the, the type of network that you want to have as well. 
and also some are more convenient towards whether you're working with governments or if you're working outside of the UAE. And some even don't require offices. Yes, they, they have hot desks. Yes. And then you have the select few that are there for prestige. The special ones. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the ones, of course, that you play, you pay that premium price just to say, I am here. That's a lot of that's a lot of uh, factors that you have to consider when setting up a free zone. And then so there's no one size fits all. There is no one best free zone for you to set up in. But I hope that today we can go through some of the most uh, common free zones to set up, depending on the type of activity that you have. Uh, so you guys, you just let me know what activity you're, you're, you'd like to ask me and I'll, I'll tell you the free zone that I think is best. Let's start with a very popular one, commodities trading, which is the best place to set up a commodities trading business in the UAE? For commodities trading, definitely DMCC. I mean, the, the DMCC, it's in the name. They have a, it's a commodities uh, uh, media uh, free zone. And DMCC is also, I think it won an award even for being the top free zone. I forgot by whom exactly, but uh, it's a well-established free zone. It's got, it's highly regulated because commodities are in of itself uh, a regulated uh, um, economy. So that's a, a fantastic uh, place to set up. It's not cheap, but you know, if you want to play ball with commodities, that's, that's the place to set up. Yeah. All right. Noted. So another interesting one, since we're in the financial game, what about for financial investments and securities trading? Financial investments and securities, Dubai International Financial Center, for sure. DIFC is the place to be. That is the, you, know, you have to pay the premium price to, to also play the game. You have to be a little bit prestigious, you know, to, to even enter the market. Usually the IFC is, is geared towards foreign uh, companies, foreign uh, financial securities companies that come in and, they set up representative offices and branches in Dubai so that they can acquire some of the investors here. Another place is also Abu Dhabi Global Market, ADGM, which is fast growing right now, and uh, but that's in Abu Dhabi. It's also geared towards the financial sector, sector and it has that added bonus where you could set up holding companies and special purpose vehicles if you'd like to sort of consolidate your assets and uh, manage your wealth in a, in a more uh, proper manner. But uh, it's been, yeah, it's been hailed as sort of the, the kind of free zone that the city's elite go to so that they can consolidate all their, their wealth. So both these free zones are for financial investment securities and prestige. So you got to bet big to play big. That's a spot. For sure. Yeah. And so for what about for cost effectiveness, where is the best place? Because that's the opposite of what you guys are talking that's about right <laughs> now. What about, the other, what about the people on the other side of the spectrum? Cost effectiveness. In general, we find that any free zone that is uh, located outside of Dubai, so in Ajman, Omalkawain, Rakez, uh, Fujairah, these, are the, these free zones offer cost effective solutions. You don't have to have offices in some of those free zones and they give you lots of visas. Uh, the the KYC or the know your customer requirements are very minimal, and you can get the, the you can get a trade license set up in within a matter of a few days. Of course, with the cost effectiveness, you get what you pay for. So the the, the licenses, how can I say, they could raise some eyebrows depending on the type of businesses that you're working with, and uh, 
some of the some of the free zones might not be looked upon favorably by governments and other bigger bigger companies. They might want you to have a rather local operation just so that they can feel more secure there. I can give a, I can give a personal example. Sure. So I have, uh, I had a business set up in Fujera creative city. And when we wanted to bid for uh, government jobs in Dubai, we simply couldn't, you needed a, you needed, it, it, it just wasn't a part of the, 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 li- we couldn't be a part of the list of um, businesses that traded. So you would have to get an agent to go through them. Um, and so those kinds of things you don't know when you're signing up, but if you're intending to do government contracts, highly, highly recommend, um, you know, going the other route that Ahmed and what Ahmed was stating earlier. Yeah. Another con to setting up for cost effectiveness, because I, we have a lot of clients that approach us. And the first thing they tell us when they want to set up companies is they, they want it the most cost effective solution. But the one caveat is that banks also don't like uh, free zones that are outside that are not very well known and not common. It's just that the, the process to set up a bank account is might be a little bit more difficult. Some banks might just outright refuse to work, to work with such uh, free zones. Yeah. Been there. Yep. So a personal example, <laughs> as a personal example, we set up one of our businesses with Shams, which is the Sharjah Media City free zone, uh, fairly new. We were actually probably one of their first businesses to set up there. I mean, definitely within the first 50 companies to set up there. And we struggled with setting up a bank account. I mean, we had to approach multiple banks, even and even though they have what they call partnered banks that they would recommend, none of which, for example, were feasible for us, whether for location or any of the other pros and cons that we looked through. And I kid you not, it took us about three months to get up a bank account set up for the company because they outright outright refused. They don't know the free zone. They don't have enough information about it. And it made things very, very difficult. So I think when weighing pros and cons, as much as I'm understanding of wanting cost effectiveness, but really you might want to dish out a bit of extra cash to set up somewhere that is actually somewhat more convenient because there are a lot of things that are not mentioned to you. They're not flagged at the beginning. And sometimes they don't even know. That's why they're not telling you. And you find yourself in this maze trying to find answers to things that people don't have answers for. So please be careful when you're setting up. Cost effectiveness does not mean ease of mind at all. Oh, as we said, you pay for it. <laughs> like yeah, you, pay you get for what it. you pay so, for, right? Yeah. <laughs> you pay for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's next, OTOT? <laughs> Switching the gears a little bit. What about free zones for holding companies, wealth management, and SPVs? So yeah, going back to wealth management and SPVs, a lot of people are opting for ADGM and also DISC. DISC has a bit of a markup when it comes to setting up uh, holding structures. It's mainly because that these two free zones are highly regulated. And that's because, you know, the more money that you inject, the more investment that capital you inject, the more regulation that there is. So a lot of holding companies have now moved from mainland to DIFC and ATGM. And that, of course, is, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, something that's great, of course. But if you want to go there, be prepared to shell out a certain amount of investment as uh, a capital and for the, you know, for the offices and for the setup. Yeah. But also I think due to the nature of the business, 
you want to make sure that they have the right regulations, that you are protected because you're in an unusual marketplace. Well, not unusual, but I think you're you're in a financial marketplace and that requires as much regulation, safety and protection as possible. So that's where your money is going, really. Exactly. The, the good thing is banks love to work with the ISC and ADGM companies because they know that these companies spell out money. They say, yeah, yeah, please come open your bank account with us. It's good to know. And what about um, the the IT and media side? There's so many people in the UAE that fall in this sector. Our likeness, our friends. Okay. IT and media. Look, I'm not going to sugarcoat this because there are tons of media, quote unquote, free zones that we can go through uh, all over the country. But I'm just going to say it as it is. The best free zone to go with is is Dubai Development Authority, which is previously Dubai Creative Clusters Authority, which is pre- previously Tcom <laughs> Authority. <laughs> and uh, the reason why is because it's the oldest and it has uh, it's in the center of town and everybody knows where Media City is or Internet City is. And they have the biggest companies, the IT companies are there. And what DDA has is basically a cluster of media free zones. Let's see, Dubai Internet City, Outsource Zone, Studio City, Internet IMPZ, International Media Production Zone, Knowledge Village, Academic City, Biotech and Research Park. I mean, you got it all there. Yeah, you will be paying a slightly more to, to set up that uh, license, but guaranteed you won't be questioned by it. You won't be questioned, oh, what is this funny license you're getting from and what kind of business are you operating? No, I have an office that is registered. You could you could go and visit me. I have uh, uh, staff there and it's uh, something which is, you know, highly sought after. Definitely. And also to add to that as well, they also have N5, which is for startups in fashion and fashion and uh, sorry, in design and tech and in media. Right. So they have three, uh, three, three offices. One is in the production, uh, production zone or production city. One is in um, uh, Knowledge Village and one is in uh, Dubai Design District. And they all serve different purposes. So if you're starting up in these spaces and from what I understood from N5 is that they have a caveat, which is that whatever you're presenting needs to be future thinking. So you need to get approved to be part of it. So if you have anything within those spaces that is tech media focused in that sense that is future thinking definitely consider n5 for a cost effectiveness option within within dda so you're under that same protected umbrella of dda because we're talking about sort of you know future future companies and and tech and so on and that's we're going into the realm of startups and uh, and that's future tech (laughs) i found that Dubai Technology Entrepreneurship Center is DTEC. It's the most uh, convenient and most of the best for, for such startups because it has a very well-established hub that helps entrepreneurs, you know, hit the ground running. And they're very accommodating to such, such new companies because, yeah, some free zones are not really, they're not really startup friendly. They expect you to to have a certain amount of capital going in and so on. But DTEC is different. They're kind of more warm and, you know, 
open to <laughs> they're just nicer <laughs> to, yeah 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 to funky entrepreneurs they're just they're nicer just really nicer yeah yeah um, no i i think that there's a lot of exp- so when when a, when an entrepreneur performs well in the uae i have a lot of respect because w- to get to the table you have to have a lot in your pocket which you're not really bootstrapping it you're really not like you ha- by the time you arrive at the table you have to have a significant amount of investment in order for you to even stand a chance so i think places like dtech really help uh you know cu- like like cultivate that great grassroots entrepreneurship that we, you know, really need to innovate. I think we need that, you know. And of course, they could, it comes with the training seminars and yeah. all kinds of stuff that they, activities that they have. Yeah. All right. What about yeah. one of the old school trades of the region, logistics? For logistics, also no sugar coating. Jaffa is the best place to be. Yeah, sure. You'll have to, uh, you know, uh, put up a certain amount of capital, but uh, Jaffa, but uh, closely Follow a following up from Jafsa is uh, Dubai South. Dubai South is also because it's close to uh, the Maktoum Airport. It's uh, you know it's looked at as the as the cheaper alternative to Jafsa. Yeah. So if you're yeah if you're doing logistics out of um, or if you'd like to do logistics out of the Maktoum Airport, that's also a, an option. But uh, no, Jafsa is definitely you know the oldest free zone and still the number one when it comes to the OG. And I think like Jafsa really set the benchmark and standards for free zones overall. It is the oldest, right? I think largest as well. Yeah, you can easily get lost there. And like, and I think you you notice the differences if you ever operated with businesses in Jafsa, it's heavily gated. You, you got to get invited in, present your ID. There's a system in place, but then you see other free zones, they don't have the same practices necessarily. Right. You can drive in and out of a free zone without stopping at a gate. Right. Um, but it just goes to show like Javza's um, structure has been set in stone from the from what mid 80s. Right. And last type of business that we want to cover for today, we got one more consultancies. What are the ones that are unusual that we should be aware about? Because I think with consultancies, they they go across all of the different each freeze each each zone has a consultancy option but what are the ones we should be considerate about if i'm going to look at top free zone will are we going to disregard cost because that'll make the that'll make it a little bit easier i would like to know the most cost effective option but then you don't have to go through all the others like uh, most cost effective for management cons- consultancy is yeah probably for jared creative zone for creative city yeah for jared that's you know, as far, as far away as possible from uh, <laughs> from, this, from the, market. the marketplace. Yeah. Uh, that is the most cost effective. Uh, the best, I suppose, all around is the IFC. Management consultants based in the IFC are, you know, the you, you go where the biggest the biggest uh, consultants are. The, the big four are are there, and they're there for a reason because that it it's spells status, and you know, we are the best. So you want to, you want to play with the high rollers, you're there. And then, yeah, the prestige. Yeah. But then if you want to go further out, uh, DMCC is also pretty good. Also, uh, uh, DWTC, Dubai World Trade Center uh, free zone is very good. You know, it's nice to have an office there. Um, legit, <laughs> uh, legal, <laughs> legit. <laughs> it's legitimate. Yeah. Um, what else? HR consultancy, I think, I suppose it can be in any, in any free zone. I mean, so far with all the consultancy options we've given, those are the ones where you got to show up in a tailored suit, bruh. 
don't show up in a retail <laughs> suit. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Not you're in accepted. Fujera, then you're cool. Then you're good to uh, go. Yeah, yeah. And Fujera, you can you can pick one up at the mall. <laughs> And if you're not working in the country, if you if you if your business is in Saudi, I don't think it'll really matter which free zone you set up in, as long as you have a bank account and you know you're you could just travel to Saudi. So then I suppose you could you could go for the cheapest option if you like. Honestly, I wish that somebody had given me this information years ago when I started. Like 12 years ago, I would have been so grateful for just one simplified, you know, just tell me. I was so confused. That would have been wonderful. I mean, I remember when I was setting up the business and I spoke to my dad about it, obviously, because he has he has businesses here. And the only thing he ever said was, don't do free zone, do mainland business, because there are certain things you cannot do being in a free zone and certain businesses you cannot work with. I'm like, I understand that. We're a service provider, though. We're not selling a product. And he's like, no, no. Just make it mainland. Keep it mainland. If something happens and you got to go to court, which court are you going to go to? And he threw all these questions at me. I'm like, um, cool. Yeah, you're right. But I don't want to give off half of the company. So I'm not sure what to tell you. <laughs> but now with the way things are going, we yeah. just might set up new mainland businesses. Who knows? All right. And that wraps up our questions for the week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this week's the Can Show's legal-ish session with Ahmed Oda. We'll be back next week with more legal-ish for you guys where we're going to be answering all your questions. So if you got any, drop us a line, slide in our DMs, hit us at hello at thecanmedia.com. And as always, we promise to keep it anonymous and answer all your legal questions on the show. And most importantly, be safe out there. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Thank you for kicking it with us today. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast at to stay up to date with all our conversations. Also, if you don't mind, hit us with the five-star rating, leave a comment, let us know how you feel about the show. That way, it could also help others find the show. And be sure to share it with your friends and family, whoever you think can benefit from it. You can holler at us on all social media platforms at The Can Show. We'd love to hear from you. Or you could drop us an email to hello at thecanmedia.com. Salam.